and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Mitch Michaels here on this sports podcast, which we've done year in, year out. Bringing in my man, Sean Sullivan. The Sully Vol is here. And Sully, it's time. College football season. We had week zero. We're ready for a jam-packed week one. Good to have you on the show and good to have a true, true football season upcoming. Yes, some non-conference games. Welcome back. It feels so good. My goodness, it's uh, it's like Christmas morning. About to about to open up a whole bunch of five ranked matchup presents, along with uh, a lot of tasty uh, matchups as well. I saw, you know, you were at Week Zero, UCLA, Hawaii, and in some of the photos I mm-hmm. saw, it almost looked like there was a little tear in your eye, like a glimmer of just happiness. Yeah. I'll, yeah, basically, you know, like a little, little, little Santa Claus uh, glimmer. The apple of my college football is just—it's back, it's here, and uh, and God bless. It couldn't come in any earlier. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, we've got a lot of thoughts on the week one slate and just the start of the college football season. Uh, you know, this week in particular, there's a game. You know, tonight as we record this on Wednesday with uh, Jacksonville State and UAB. But uh, week one every year we hype up. This is pretty good. Like, I mean, we're I'm trying to stay in the moment and not get lost in the hyperbole, Sully. But this is a loaded weekend from start to finish. Yeah, I think it's 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 about as good as we've seen in a long time. You know, starting on Thursday with a couple of tasty treats with Boise UCF. You know, the the, the two uh, group of five members that everybody loves to talk about finally taking them each other on first matchup ever. Of course, the Big Ten's done a really good job setting up conference matchups right out the gate. Mm. Minnesota Ohio State they love to send the Buckeyes out on the road and try try to get one done on week one. Ryan Day should be okay there. And then, of course, we move into Saturday. And before we even get to, you know, the the, the game that everybody's talking about in, in Clemson and Georgia, you got a couple of ranked-on-ranked Big Ten matchups that, that'll yeah. set the set the course for the rest of the season. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a really, really good weekend. And, of course, we haven't even gotten into Sunday and Monday, too. So those you got five days of, of goodness. So just looking at it from the beginning, uh, before we dive completely into it, the AP Top 10 goes like this. Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. No surprise there. Georgia at 5, Texas A&M 6, Iowa State 7, Cincinnati, your, your non-Power 5, your first appearance there at number 8, followed by Notre Dame and North Carolina. Obviously, that's not going to be the case next week because we got some tough games, too, these teams playing each other. But the initial thoughts on the top 10, Sully, Cincinnati's pretty high. Obviously, they're going to get their chance to play Notre Dame and, and really play their way into a playoff, assuming the teams don't go undefeated. But what else stands out to you about the top 10 right from the get-go? Well, I, I, I don't, honestly don't think there's going to be a whole lot of movement as far as this week goes. Uh, it, I think it's going to be a really, really good game um, in Charlotte between Georgia and Clemson. I think it's going to live up to billing, so they might flip spots, but not not much uh, past that, you know. And, and yeah, I, I think uh, just really, really good uh, um, top five, and, and then it drops off from there, in my opinion. You know, I. I it, it, it's not much different than, than years past where you got your your cream in the crop that is really, really going to be pushing for a national championship. And everybody, I, you know, I, I, I don't see a, a Cincinnati or, or North Carolina or somebody in the back half 
challenging for a title at the end of the year, but it's still going to be fun. Yeah, you know, I it's think, still going to be an awesome season. I, I think uh, the Iowa State factor is huge. They're seven. This is as high as they've ever been, ever, to start the season yep. in the AP poll. And they beat Oklahoma last year. Now they had the, the rough start of the non-conference game last year as well to Louisiana. But Iowa State with Matt Campbell, mm-hmm. they're going to have a chance to, to rain on Oklahoma's parade. And I'm with you. I think contending for a title and making the playoff are two different things at this point. We've kind of seen oh, that. Oh, for sure. But I think yep. there's going to be some drama in, in terms of who can get in, maybe get that last spot. But I agree. I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement to begin. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, what yeah. I, I like that Iowa State. I like that Iowa State team. I really do. You know, they're bringing everybody back, and um, we have a joke on the on the College Football Inquirer that, that they do have the best the the best tap water in the country, and uh, Matt Campbell is going to be um, revved up and ready to go. And they they're, they're it comes down to two games. You know, Oklahoma and then Oklahoma in the title game. And uh, can can you beat them both? Well, that's well, tough. That's a tough, tall task. It's tough for anybody. Let's dive into it. Thursday, there's a great, sl- there's a great slate of games. I'm going to start with my boys, Ohio State, going to Minnesota. Second straight year, Minnesota welcomes a team from the East to start the season. I would venture to say this one's a little harder than Michigan last year. Uh, the line sitting at about 14 points for the Buckeyes, the national runner-up last year. They're going to be starting C.J. Stroud out of Rancho Cucamonga at quarterback. So there's always questions when there's turnover with Ohio State, and I do think that in certain positions they might not be as strong as in the pack, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. I like Ohio State in this game. I think that spread is, is a good number for them to cover. I think Minnesota is known for hanging tough early, but this is going to be tough for them to slow down this offense, even with the new pieces in place. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, I, I think it's it's just plug and play quarterback for Ohio State at this point. They're they're going to be just fine, even if he's fresh and hasn't started yet. That that's the best quarterback room in the country. It, when when your four string is pulling in a million dollars in brand new, uh, you know, hundred thousand dollar truck, that that should tell you what what kind of talent you got in, in that room. Um, and to win that job, yeah, they're going to be fine. I, I my one concern is is if Minnesota is is very talented and and Ohio State has a uh, a pretty fresh secondary and I would keep a keep an eye on Chris Altman Bell Minnesota's very talented wide receiver he got banged up a couple weeks ago yeah. um and he, he's he's a little more advanced uh was what's the quote from PJ Fleck uh yesterday I do believe in terms of a game time decision so uh, uh-huh. if he's if he's ready to go he could take the top off any defense that kind of screams a backdoor cover for me, but you know, I, I still, I still like Ohio State. That, that's a good number. So, a couple things there. One, Ryan Day as a road favorite against the spread, six and one. Just chalk that up. Yep. Um, that's I, right. I, I do think this is what we would like to say as teaser, teaser potential in the sense that this yeah. is a teaser worthy game. If you can get that down to about eight, eight and a half. It's good, and I also think you mentioned the quarterback position, how loaded that room is. I mean, there's, this could be a good thing for the Buckeyes. Like, Stroud doesn't really have time to ease into this job. If he doesn't play well, there's another guy coming. Like, there, you know, so it's not going to be just settle in and, and take your lumps. There's going to be pressure on him to perform well. Uh, I like Ohio State in this game for sure, and uh, you do worry, and then we can get into this as well with the other team, is that, you know, think Oregon's coming up, and, and that could be maybe a look at potential, but this isn't a cupcake game. This is conference play right from the get-go. They don't have the luxury of, you know, maybe looking ahead so much. 
No, and, and and Ryan Day loves to beat up on his on his uh, conference opponents. I'm, shoot, does he? Show him who does the boss have, is. He, <laughs> yeah, hasn't hasn't had many many L's in conference uh, in his time there. So yeah, bring it on. Quick uh, quick thoughts for you, Sully, on your Vols. I know this isn't a ranked matchup, but Bowling Green got yeah. this line jumped out to about 34, 35 points. Bowling Green had one of the worst defenses in college football history last year, but it's a new regime mm-hmm. again at Tennessee with Hypo up there. Uh, a quarterback that we yep. saw in the Big Ten in Milton getting the start, which is uh, interesting. But thoughts on the Vols this game and beyond? Yeah, Milton shows the, showed last year that, that he has the talent. You know, that Minnesota game, he came out and turned some heads, had a couple hundred yards in the air, a couple of running scores, looked really good. And then that second game, he, he messed up his, his thumb. So he wasn't quite right. And he fits this system really well. You know, the USC system, or UCF system, I should say, it's a fast pace through the air as well, but it, it's 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 on the ground. And, and Bowling Green can't, couldn't stop anybody on the ground. Tennessee's got a couple really good running backs. They're unproven, but really, really good. And that offensive line should stay, take a step forward. That defense, as you said, they gave up 45 points a year, uh, a game last year. And it's going to be pretty similar. They're, they're going to, Tennessee's, Josh Heupel and company in Tennessee's going to try to put up a, put up a 50-burger on him at the very least. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm small on the cover. Yeah, you, you need to perform well to set the season in motion. It's a lot of points, but I can't understate how bad Bowling Green is. I just hope that when we get to, you know, this time a year from now, two years from now, when the next Tennessee Volunteers tearing it up in the NFL preseason, that they actually had a good college career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, it happens too often, you know. Uh, yeah. And, it, it, I mean, it just it, you won't even have to wait until next year. You're going to see Ty Chandler do really well for North Carolina, I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. You're going to see Eric Gray look really good in that Oklahoma backfield. Keyshawn Lawrence at Oklahoma. There, I mean, it's, it's, there's a bunch of – I think Pat Forty had in the 40-yard dash. There, there are going to be eight ball transfers starting for top ten teams wow. this year. Wow. Jeez. Well, onward and upward, as they say. Uh, just just a quick yep. note. I mean, we both like North Carolina State to obviously win against South Florida. The points are a lot. I think if you can tease that down, that's good. I don't know about, you know, three full scores, but NC State should handle business there. They need to handle business there. But all eyes, Sully, go to that Central Florida-Boise State game, the uh, 7 o'clock Eastern kickoff. Those are two teams that are essentially trying to play for set up their season. Central Florida comes in with Gus Malzone, the new coach, five points or so favorite. Boise's been tough all year, but they are traveling out east to out east to Florida. It's a tough matchup for them. Do you like Central Florida to cover here? Or are you thinking the Broncos can uh, get it done? Yeah, I, I think it's just a, a really good transition. Uh, Gus's system fits real well down there with their talent. Dylan Gabriel, I really like him. Of course, on the other side, you have Hank Bachmeyer, who went in and beat Florida State on the road. So they, they have, in his first start, they have experience going in and upsetting some people. But I don't think this Boise State team is quite as talented as what they've had in the past. It's going to take a year or two to get, get the new, um, the new uh, coach rolling. And I just like Gus down in UCF. I think he's got it. Uh, that's just a perfect plum job for him to go down. And he loves to win with other other people's talent, and he's gonna he's gonna start out one and out. 
Interesting. I, I think this is a Gus Melzone win. I think it's, yeah, exactly. Winning with other people's talent is, is a good way to put it. And um, I, I think he's going to do well there. I really do. Um, Boise's still a tough team, though. So I would say I, I feel decently confident UCF covers. Uh, Friday night, there's one ranked uh, opponent playing, and it's a doozy. North Carolina goes on the road to Blacksburg, taking on Virginia Tech. Five-and-a-half-point favorites in that evening kick. Sam Howell, all the love, looking like an NFL draft pick, at top, maybe the top one next year. But I'll say this, Sully, this is a, uh, a scary one because going on the road against Virginia Tech, you can, you can almost throw out some talent and some predictions and a lot of, a lot of appearances. This has always been a tough game. Uh, 2019, Virginia Tech won 43-41 in one of the craziest games of that season. So you worried at all about Virginia Tech? I know North Carolina comes up with some hype with Mac Brown and, and his squad, but how do you assess their chances to not only win but cover that five-and-a-half-point line? Yeah, it's it's a it's a classic ACC showdown. These guys love to uh, play crazy games and shootout games against each other. And you know, I I think Fuente's backed into a corner. His team might try to try to win one for the Gipper. It, seeing him on on every single hot seat uh, list in the off season. But uh, and then on the flip side, you have Sam Howell playing with some new faces. He has to replace both running backs and both starting wide receivers. But Mac Brown's been recruiting well, and, and I mentioned him earlier. Ty Chandler's a stud. Everybody's been raving about him in camp. They'll be just fine with the weapons on offense, um, and, and they'll be able to cover that that under-a-touchdown number. 66-and-a-half over. I kind of like – I know that's a lot of points, but I feel like this is going to be a shootout. Um, and who knows? I mean, if you're not if you're not confident in the spread, you can get North Carolina. I know they're minus 200. You can tease it. You can add it to a parlay. I think there's value there. It just always worries me in the back of my mind, those night games at Virginia Tech. You know, you never know what could happen there. It's been a graveyard mm-hmm. for some top teams in the past. That's exciting. Sean Sullivan here on the Money Mitch Effect. We're going to go to Saturday's games, some, uh, some doozies there. Uh, I do want to say props to uh, Oklahoma for you know taking in Tulane, uh, given what's happened there. Uh, we don't think there's no going to be any drama in that, though, right? That's going to be handle business for the Sooners. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. They're going to put up a million points, uh, and, and Rattler, I think, is going to take a step forward. He really came onto his own the, the second half of the season. I, I really did not like him the first couple of games, and uh, but yeah, he. He stepped up and, and really started looking like the, the five-star that he was coming out of high school later on in the year. So I think it'll be just fine. Hey, underrated game of the weekend has to be that big noon kickoff on Fox, right? Penn State at, at Wisconsin. And also a game that, so yep. if we're doing our confidence picks, I put least confidence on, even as a Big Ten yep. guy. Because no idea. Because talk Graham Mertz, Sean Clifford. Great potential, great talent, really inconsistent last year. What's going to happen in this yep. game with, with Wisconsin as a five-and-a-half-point favorite? Who knows? I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. And and same, both of these Big Ten games are going to be classic Big Ten games, I think. It's going to be low scoring. Uh, Wisconsin's defense is one piece that I do know about, and they're really, really good. Everybody's pretty much coming back for that side of the ball. And that, that that's where I'm going to lean. Um, is, is this Wisconsin low scoring classic Big Ten slog. It plays right into him. And, you know, Mertz, you're right. He was game one looked really good. And then the rest of the season, mm, kind of shaky. So if you're looking for a live upset dog, I mean, this is obviously one Penn State could definitely win this game. <clears throat> I don't think that would surprise yep. us if they went in and won the game. I also think the start of this game is huge. I know it's cliche, but 
you look at how the offenses have struggled. Wisconsin, in, in their losses last year, specifically Northwestern, came out just terrible on offense, and it really doomed them from the start. So I think this is one where just pay attention to those first couple drives and see what happens. Um, you mentioned the other Big Ten game. I do want to talk about that. Indiana and Iowa, 330 on the Big Ten Network. Iowa, three-and-a-half oh, yeah. points favorites at home. A uh, a very a very interesting one to predict, especially because we haven't seen Penix Jr. since the injury. Now, we all know what happened last year after he got hurt. Indiana was not the same team. So Iowa, three-and-a-half yeah. at home, essentially a coin flip game. Sully, uh, essentially a, a classic Big Ten game. How do you see this one going? I think it's going to be in Iowa, just choke them out and win a, a, a really close battle. They are replacing, my one concern, they are replacing a lot on the defensive line, but I, I, I'm not too concerned there. Um, it, they lost two games by a total of four points last year, and that was week one and week two, and then they just got on a roll. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think Iowa's going to, going to shorten this game and it, it that that doesn't play well into the hands of uh, of Penix and and that that Indiana offense. I think uh, it's it's going to be a you know seventeen seven classic. You know, just no bits of any point win big, for Iowa. Big boy football, man. That's what they do. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's just big corn fed football. And I think uh, yep, I agree. I think Indiana also got on a roll last year by gaining that confidence early. I think that was a huge part of how they were able to be successful. They don't have that luxury this year to kind of ease into the season. It starts right from the get-go, and I think this is going to be a tough one. I'm with you. Iowa wins. But somehow I feel like it's going to be three. You know, I I feel like somehow they don't cover. It's one of those games where they win a a game like this and they just don't cover the spread. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Iowa. I think they cover. I I, I like that. I like this. uh, I like this Hawkeye team. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Let's talk about another one where I'm pretty sure. Another one where we where you have a slight disagree. Uh, that Louisiana at Texas game because I know Louisiana is dangerous and I know you're you're high on them as well. I think this has the makings for mm-hmm. Texas trying to show off in Week One and everybody blowing the hype train up like they're back. This is you know what they do. Sark's going to try to impress some people, but we we know that it's a long process and there's obviously a chance for them to blow one in conference play in extraordinary fashion. Uh, but Louisiana is tough, and I know you do talk about them being a veteran team with everybody coming back and. The Raging Cajuns beat Iowa State last year, so I'll allow you to just take the floor and, and tell me why you think Louisiana's going to cover this. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like you said. Everybody's coming back except for the two running backs, um, and that that secondary was really really good last year for Louisiana. Billy Napier, one more year probably for this win. He's going to be the hottest guy, the hottest Group of Five coach um, to to get a job. And sure enough, like you said, Iowa State. 17 point win but not only did they they win they went into to cyclone country they they blew them out last year uh in, in week one so texas should be on uh on a high alert my my one concern is, is card gets the start for them first start in his career against a really really good louisiana defense up for him I, i'm not saying an upset pick here for louisiana i just think the over a touchdown number they could keep, keep this one close and and very well backdoor uh, into into a, a cover here. So I'm just staying away. There, there okay. are better better matchups. If you're looking for a game where I feel like the points are going to be uh, a factor in terms of like a team with getting a lot of points, that's not going to win. But you have to pick one to cover, Sully. I think I am leading Fresno State in that regard. 19.5 is a lot. They did play last week. Oregon, as I mentioned, playing Ohio State coming up. I think Fresno can mm-hmm. keep it to within about 14 or so. 
Yeah, and then uh, Brown, uh, the the starting quarterback for Oregon. Um, one one note that that Pete Thamel had on our podcast was um, he was at BC. He's a BC transfer, and old Urban Meyer, when he was <laughs> on the sideline during his yeah. Fox days, said, "How how the heck is this guy not starting?" And uh, compared him compared him to some some really good quarterbacks of old, and he loved him. He yeah. absolutely loved him and, and, and thinks he could be a Heisman contender. So it, it, watch out. I, a lot of people are a little down on Oregon this year. Uh, obviously, they could win the North and, and be the top Pac-12 team. Uh, so not, I'm, I guess in, in Pac-12 country, that, that's, that's not exactly down. Um, <laughs> no. But, yeah, yeah, I think Fresno State's okay. You know, I think, I think they could definitely pull off a cover, but I still like other games. Okay, well, it's also not going to be 130 degrees in the field, too, so there's also that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah, melting cleats. That was insane last week. Hey, my hey, goodness. Hey, if you want to go by history, you know, just, just week one, early non-conference history, San Jose State at USC. USC notoriously does not cover these games. Yep. 13 and a half points. You like San Jose State. We know the Clay Helton experience is all over the place. But if you go by the book, I mean, USC wins but doesn't cover these games. Yeah, that's a good point. And then Nick Starkle's back for his 17th year in, in college. And, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, exactly. He's been he's been around forever. And yeah, I, I think they're they're going to win. Uh, they're going to win their conference again this year. They were really really fun to watch last year. Put up a million points. And yeah, watch out Trojans. This this could absolutely be a cover for the from the from the Spartans. All right, more with Sully here on the Money Mitch Effect, breaking down week one of college football. Let's get to the uh, business like uh, number one Alabama Crimson Tide taking on number 14 Miami in a neutral site game. 18.5 points is the spread. Just going to throw out a couple numbers for you, Sully, and let you marinate on them. Mm -hmm. Alabama under Nick Saban, 10 0 in neutral site openers, 6 0 against the ACC. So just take that what mm -hmm. you will with that. 18.5-point favorites. I mean, I think we were not making any bones. We like Alabama in this game. Here's one area, though, that I think is going to be different from years past, or at least worth considering. Bryce Young, new quarterback at Alabama. Young guy, mm -hmm. obviously, doesn't have the experience or the pedigree of some of the predecessors yet that he's had. We love Bama usually first half. I, I actually think full spread is the play, maybe not first half, because I think this is the, the you, you put it a couple years ago, the crockpot game. Eventually, it'll open. Hundred percent. Might not be early. Hundred percent. I, I think you're. I'm literally having my notes for the podcast that uh, this is a slow cooker hurricane beatdown. Um, yeah, and I think I think Bama's defense is the best in the country this year. They have three linebackers that are just stupid. <laughs> and one is a Tennessee transfer. Yeah, they're they're just grow. It's 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 a embarrassment of riches on the defensive side ball. Uh, and yeah, I, I, they're going to be able to run the ball down Miami's throat. Um, Miami's front seven is okay. They're, they're replacing some guys that went off the NFL. They're also they have a Tennessee transfer of their own that's playing defense on defensive end. That concerns me a little bit. That this is a Brian Robinson coming out party. Uh, Bryce Young won't have to do a whole lot. He can, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a a slow cooker. Um, you know, up up seven, up ten at halftime, and then you turn around and they're up by thirty five. What's your thought on Bryce Young as a quarterback yet? I mean, what do you think the the ceiling is for this guy? How do you think he's going to fit in well with new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien? Are you, are you buying high on on what he can do for this offense? Yeah, I'm buying high for sure. I think he's he's just as could be just as good as the, the last three guys, um, and he's got the talent around him to 
to, to guide him along in his, in his maturation process. You know, you got Mechie coming back. It's going to be just a stud. Uh, Slade Bolden is okay. Um, but you got Joel Billingsley, one of the best tight ends in the country. That's going to be on everybody's watch list towards the end of the season. Um, then like I already mentioned Brian Robinson Jr. along with a, a, a bevy of running backs. They'll be they'll be a okay on that side of the ball, but this can be a, a more classic Bama team. I think that the defense is going to carry this this squad. So Sully, what's your favorite bet of the weekend, and is it at the site of the last game you attended? Uh, that is one of my favorites. But not but, number one. Um, okay. Not number one. I, I really like K State over Stanford. Wow, um, there it is. All right. Deuce, Deuce Vaughn, uh, super senior Skylar Thompson coming back, entire offensive line coming back, going up against the Stanford team that was 112th in rushing defense last year, and they they are not going to be any much better this year. Um, the five six Terra Vaughn is about to have himself a huge day. Sharecase State replaces uh, their most of their front seven. But they should be okay, you know. I, I'm I'm way more concerned about this state defense and how poor they're going to be against that's, a really really good rushing game good against uh, K State. If we're going to go mm-hmm. full degenerate, can I tell you why one of my favorite games is Army to Army to beat Georgia State? I like that. I feel like yeah. I feel like they're ready. I mean, preparedness, right? Week one. When has Georgia State seen anything like they're going to see right out of the get go? Anyway, nothing. And here's here's a here's a public betting number for you. This is large. Yeah. 60% of the bets, 96% of the money. Big, big money coming in on, on the gold or the, the night of uh, of Army. Wow. See, there you go. So there's our <laughs> that's the degenerate portion of our show. We'll be the we'll be the ones just glued into that game all day. Uh, as well as Stanford, Kansas State. Well, everybody else is freaking out about the Big Ten matchups um, for sure. But but back to the LSU UCLA game. I I really yep. do feel like I mean LSU. You brought this on their defense and the ability to just take away strengths. I mean UCLA was dominant on the ground. UCLA is not going to let that happen. So UCLA uh, or LSU is not going to let that happen. So my sense being that mm-hmm. the only way UCLA covers the spread, maybe outright wins the game, is if they get it done through the air. Can they do it? I think we're both on the side that LSU is going to be able to limit the passing attack. Yeah, I mean, Charbonnet had a really – the Michigan transfer had a really good week last week, but, yeah, Hawaii's a little different. Glenn Logan is out for LSU. He got banged up in uh, preseason camp. They're their big defensive tackle. So that, that, that does concern me a little bit, but DTR does not scare me through the air at all. That LSU secondary is really, really good. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm side with talent on this one and, and we'll, we'll lay the points in, how, in the Rose Bowl. How about the fact too, that I know UCLA is better. This, this is shaping up to be a better season for them. They lost a lot of close games last year, but Hey, say what yep. you want about the Rose Bowl and UCLA, you know, fan attendance or whatnot. This is that, this is on that LSU bucket trip list, right? They're going to be taking over the stadium because they don't hardly ever play out here. People are allowed mm-hmm. to travel. There's going to be a lot of yellow and purple in that stadium. We know that. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's a guy already out there. He's been here for two weeks. I saw him at the game last week. So two weeks. They're fired. <laughs> he's, been, uh, he's been camping outside for two weeks. Camping out for Pasadena, and, and thank God he was. You know, missing missing a uh, missing a hurricane back home. So got got to give a shout out to to that guy. Um, looking ahead, you know that that was that's a tough situation down there in the Gulf. So thinking about the Tigers and and everybody down there. But yeah, yeah, they're coming for us. 
Other uh, other quick notes before we get to the marquee game of Saturday. A&M looking to cu- kill Kent State uh, on the heels of Jimbo Fisher getting even more money. So there's that going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kent State's pretty good, but yeah, yeah. I think A&M, A&M will cover. Florida FAU, 24.5. Does that number scare you at all, or do the Gators you know, make mincemeat of FAU? I really don't like uh, you know, obvious, obvious bias coming um but i'm not the only one to say this i really do not like florida this year um it's for for a myriad of reasons and fau has the talent uh willie taggart is is stepping in and i I think they're going to do okay and and not not win not even close but i i I think they can keep it in with within three touchdowns and then the last one being cincinnati miami of ohio i think cincinnati is trying to make as many statements as possible this year so i would say they covered well let's look at it man saturday night clemson georgia neutral site game this is huge for a lot of reasons uh, a three versus five team depending on what you're getting from your sports book and, and what the odds are looking like clemson at about three points uh favorite georgia jt daniels under center clemson's going with dj he's the new quarterback this year from what we saw last year there's a lot to like there both has to have some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, but are still stupid, lo- stupid loaded with the number of five-star recruits they have. How do you see this one going, mm-hmm. Sully? Do the dogs come out and pull off the upset, or is this Clemson taking off from week one? I think it's going to be a toss-up. Um, I- I've gone back and forth, as I think a lot of people have with this game. I, I think it really will live up to the-, the game of the year, the heavyweight fight. JT Daniels versus Clemson. Loaded secondary. Everybody's a five-star across the board. Clemson's D-line is loaded. Uh, and and George, on the flip side, Georgia's defense is really, really good, too. They're going to be one of the best in the country. So really awesome matchups all over the field. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think Will Shipley's going to do enough for the yeah. for the Tigers, uh, filling in for Etienne. Yeah. Uyunglele did really well at Notre Dame. I think that was a really big, really big experience for him to go on the road. And uh, you know, get 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 the big game jitters out a little bit, you know. So I, I think he's going to be a okay um, going up against this Georgia defense, and I think he leads a game winning drive uh, to rip the hearts out of dogs fans everywhere. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, they're still going to be. They're still. Yeah, for sure, but I, I, yeah. I, they're still going to be in the the, the playoff hunt. Yeah, it doesn't eliminate anybody from the playoff loss for sure. A couple quick nope. thoughts on this. One, the, the over-under actually dropped a little bit, and it's low for a college game at about 51 points. I kind of feel like the under is like play here. Like the, like if it is that heavyweight fight that we say it might be, the under might be in play here. But I do think that track record in these games, Clemson performs. They get it done. They can get it done late as well. But if we are just looking at it from a desperation standpoint, I think it's Georgia's the more desperate, more team that you know feels like they need this one more. JT Daniels needs his moment more. Kirby Smart, Smart's been criticized for, quote-unquote, you know, slowly not being able to win the big one. So Georgia's probably feeling yep. it a little bit more, so take that with what you want in that maybe the desperate team comes out and, and, and gets it done, or maybe the pressure gets to them. I, I think that... You know, again, I would. I'm, I'm not advising anyone to really bet on this game. If you have a better read than me, go no. for it. But I would say Clemson mm-hmm. is the is the is the safer pick. But Georgia can absolutely win yep. this game if they can break through the line. If they can control the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's how Clemson's lost in the last couple of years in some of these big games. And I think that it's very possible. I would say Clemson, like you said, maybe wins on a late last second drive. But hey, all bets are off on this one. This is just going to be a heck of a game. Yeah, I, you know why not? Why not throw uh, Georgia's plus one hundred and fifty on the money line? 
it's it's got 84 percent of the money and then uh the, the over under you're right 50 51 around that number uh 46 percent of the bets 55 percent of the money on the over there so um not not exactly the, a, a giant spread but yeah I, I could see this being a 24 21 type of game so you're right on the under there. I I I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I'm staying so far away from this oh, game. Yeah. I'm just putting my feet up and enjoying it. I would say my only other advice would be, depending on what side you're on, if you're going to bet the spread, I would pay for the hook either way. If you're Clemson, yeah, get that to th- get that down to uh, you know three points, only having to cover. If you're Georgia, make sure you get plus three point five. Make it, it's worth yep. it in this case because I could see that being a backbreaking result uh, if you're going to be playing oh, yeah. that way. Uh, then you got you know two games. We got one game Sunday, one game Monday. Uh, if you're going to be chasing your money, chasing your bets, Notre Dame at Florida State in a, in a big one there. Uh, Sully Notre Dame coming off of uh, another trip to the playoff that didn't go their way, but nine and a half points now actually down to seven and a half points on the road at Florida State, who has had some two, uh, tumultuous starts to the Norvell start to his era. But Notre Dame that line seems a little low on the outset. Is it? Is it? Too good to be true? Do you think Florida State is going to be able to cover this home dog spread, or should Notre Dame be able to handle business and cover on the road? I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to cover, but big, big money coming in on the Seminoles. Thirty-eight percent of that, sixty-six percent of the money coming in on the Knolls to cover that nine and a half points. Oh man, I don't know. I'm 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 not going to touch this one either. It all depends on how we're doing on Saturday. Um, that this is definitely going to be a chase. I I really I really like Ole Miss. I, I think they're going to be they're going to take another step forward. Um, that that defense is going to be a little bit better this year. I'm not saying they're going to be a complete uh, you know screen door like they were last year. Um, they're they're going to be more like a, a you know a, 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 a rickety wooden door. <laughs> The, ride the so lane train. They'll be able to. I'm right. I'm 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 on the lane train. I, I really like I really like their team, um, bringing a lot back on that offense. So they're going to put up a million points. Scott Satterfield is is eventually going to get it done in Hewell, but not not on Monday. Seventy seven percent of the bets, ninety one percent of the money on the Reds, and I'm going to join them. They got a, they were 25th in the coaches poll, but they weren't ranked in the AP, so they're right on the fringe of being ranked in, in all in all accounts. And that over under mm-hmm. is saying, it's not it's not low like the Clemson Georgia game, 76 and a half. No, that, that's what we're looking at. For there will under. be points. There will be points. But yeah, I think I think Ole Miss gets it by two scores. I like it. I like that bet. I think Notre Dame Florida State might be you know stay away season because the Seminoles at home are are going to be playing like they need their, you know, they need to start their campaign off good. But I'm with you there. Ole Miss is a good one. And uh, I'm just excited for week one, my man. This is going to be good, a good start to the college football season. Sully, this was a blast. Last thing, who do you got in the playoff this year? Uh, Give me Bama, give me Clemson, give me Ohio State, and, oh, shoot, (laughs) what's the fourth one? Oklahoma? Georgia, why not? Oh, two SEC teams riding in. Yeah, yeah. Give me Georgia. They'll 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 be they'll be they'll come back and win the SEC title. Georgia comes back. So they do they win this week? Like so I mean just wondering how this plays out in your scenario. Do they win? They lose this week, this week and, and then, then they, they, they run okay. the table. Yeah. Okay. In in my doomsday uh scenario of two SEC teams winning, I would agree with you and say that it's gonna be A and M this year. They find a way okay. to uh to get in because I think last year Based on what happened, I think they're going to get more benefits of the doubt this year. 
So swap out. Yep, Georgia and I do. I do love the Aggies this year. I think they're going to. They're loaded on offense. October ninth, um, and I man. think they're. You know. Yep, they, they just need a quarterback. Mm. Just need a quarterback. And uh, do you have any feel on the Heisman? Any value bets out there? Anybody you think you like for the Heisman? Uh, don't take Rattler. I'll say that. It's no, when, no. Like 2000, <laughs> 2002, since the, the odds-on favorite. Uh, I think JT Daniels, you know. Ah, I, I, okay. I do not know his number off the top of my head. but About plus 1,000. Uh, it's a, it's just, about plus 1,000, so he's pretty high up there as well, but, you know. I think he's going to spread the ball around to a plethora of, of um, playmakers on that on that uh, Georgia offense, but nobody that really is going to stand out besides him. You know, he's really going to be the the engine that that drives that offense. So yeah, get if if they lose this week in a close one, and then he rattles off every every other one and beats Bama in the SEC title game, that's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty yeah. good formula to win win a Heisman Trophy. I'll, I'll I'll split the difference with you and say DJ out of Clemson because I think if they win that cool. game, dominate, and he starts going on a tear with the ACC schedule, I think he could be a Heisman winner at a plus yep. eleven hundred. So, well, we're all prepped for Week One, Sully. This was a blast chatting with you, man. I think we got to just win some money and enjoy the football. Yes, sir. Everybody, kick up your feet. Enjoy. Don't chase everything. Who knows with these non-conference games this year. Didn't have them last year, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of variable out there. Uh, week two will will really hit them hard. That was Sean Sullivan on the Money Mitch Effect. Make sure you like and listen and subscribe to this show. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, where all your podcasts are found. Check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter, Money Mitch M21. Follow him, Sully Vaughn, on Twitter as well. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the football. Keep enjoying sports. Thank you for listening.